you know i i i've been i've been really seeking god over the last few weeks in terms of understanding the season that zealous as a church is in it's it's important that all of us and and i want to say this even in your personal lives and in your individual lives it's important that each one of us understands the times and seasons we are in the bible speaks about specific people who understood that the seasons and the times that they they were uh, they were in and it's important that while we are surrounded with the with the usual things that we are surrounded with it is important to know uh the 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 spiritual pulse of the season that each and every one of us is going through and it is important that uh, that the holy spirit was reminding me that nenad it is important for zealous to know and understand and live according to the seasons that god is taking us through and i want to share with you today on the lines of a shift that we need to make as a community uh, can can everybody say shift or can you type out a shift we 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 need to kind of make a shift when it comes to being and living as a community of christ followers see many of us have been building our lives on the teachings of jesus christ am i right uh are you guys building your life on the teachings of jesus <laughs> uncle that was too obvious right uh, we we are building our lives on the teachings of jesus christ and and see the 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 truth is most of us on this call might have professed jesus christ as your personal savior and and as one and true living god and and i want to say right if you haven't made that decision yet if you haven't professed jesus christ as the one true living god of your life as a as a king of kings and the lord of lords i want to just encourage you i hope you can start having those conversations uh with 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 us or even with yourself to kind of know what is holding you back from making that decision and and for those of us for those of you who have who who have made this decision to believe in Jesus with all your hearts and with all your minds and have committed to follow and live according to his teachings we we have this mandate and we all of us have this responsibility called the great commission have you heard of that somebody okay one person not bad all right uh thanks ash for that thumbs up right we we all have let's let's be real we all have at least heard about the this phrase or this matthew 28 19 to 20 or 18 to 20 at least uh at least 100 times in your entire lifetime at least okay okay let 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 me bring it down at least 20 times right we and, and this is a mandate for every christ follower right this is a mandate for every christ follower and and when when we are, while we are facing the immediate battles of the pandemic while we are facing the immediate battles of the economic crisis and the and the and the financial struggles and the emotional and the mental struggles that that we speak about and we go through i want us to understand that our mind and our spirits are facing the battles of our eternity Our, our our spirits are wrestling and and are uh, fighting against the the battles of our eternity and our destiny and it, that is not something that you and me can take lightly that is not something that we can keep putting it under the carpet every now and then because we don't want to talk about those very things and 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 it is imperative that we intentionally and aggressively pursue Christ against all odds 
It is imperative that we pursue Christ against all odds. And, and the reason I say aggressive, the reason I say aggressive, because it comes with a sense of urgency. The, the reason I say aggressive is because it helps each one of us know and understand the danger of being casual in our faith with Jesus. I say aggressive because the scriptures and the disciples and the crowds in the Bible who lived during the times of Jesus modeled out their faith in this manner too, in an, in an aggressive pursuit, in an international, uh, intentional pursuit of, of kind of really going after the person of Jesus Christ. And so it is imperative that each one of us pursue Christ against all odds, against all odds. And, and the truth is, right, our current lifestyles, our, our, our current lifestyles, the current happenings in our life cannot really put limitations when it comes to our faith in Christ. We, we all face that. We all go through those moments and, and those times and those seasons. But I'm telling you, it is not, it, it is not really helping us in, in any way. The, the fears and the panic around us cannot destroy the hope within us. Cannot really, we cannot afford the, 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 the immediate crisis. We cannot afford the, the emotional and the mental uh, challenges, like I said, to kind of diminish the amazing and the incredible work that Jesus has begun in your life. And I want to encourage, I want to remind, and maybe I, 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 I even want to kind of help us see the beauty of the work that God has started in your life. See, we, we, we talk about Jesus. We talk about his love. Every week we come and we, we do this thing called church. And, 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 we, we kind of talk about the amazing uh, things that God is doing in our life. But, but I've asked this a bit, I've asked this earlier, does it really trickle into your Mondays, whatever that we speak about, whatever that we discuss, does it really make it through your Thursdays and Fridays? Does it really, you know, whatever we speak about, whatever we encourage and exhort each other with uh, through, through worship, through the hosting, through the giving, through the testimonies, through, the, through our chats and, and, the, and the talk even, you know, does, does all that we do in these, in these one hour or 90 minutes or so, does it like really make it through the week? Because let's be real, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it it doesn't you know we 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 start these faith conversations we we start talking about the love of god we start talking about the incredible and this majestic and this supernatural god but we limit it to sunday evenings for these 90 minutes and and what i want to do tonight i i, I believe what god wants to do tonight uh, through all of us is kind of really push that a bit more are you guys okay if if god desires to push you a bit are you guys are you guys completely okay where if god wants to really challenge our our thought or, or or this process of doing church that we that we kind of meet on on a sunday to sunday basis right see if we if we live as jesus christ is our lord uh, and if we if we believe that through the through the holy spirit that resides in our hearts we are the hands and the feet uh, in the in the circles and the communities that god has positioned you we are the light bearers we are the sons and daughters of the living god and we are the ones with the divine mandate to help people experience jesus in our settings 
And, and I want to draw our attention this evening in, in one of the most incredible miracles that was recorded in the New Testament. Uh, th- there's this moment and this statement that God really drew my attention this evening to. You know, in fact, this miracle is mentioned uh, uh, for about three times. Uh, three times in the in all three gospel in three out of four gospels this this miracle is mentioned and all three of them capture this phrase so well uh turn with me to luke chapter 5 and we're going to read from 17 verse 17 to 26 uh you'll see the scripture pop up in chat as well if you guys want to refer to the particular translation that we are going to be reading from uh we are reading from the new living translation the nlt Luke 5, 17 to 26. This is, this is Jesus. And this is what he says. One day, Luke is, Luke is capturing this so well. One day, while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man uh, on his mat into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Verse 20, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious laws said to themselves, who does he think he is? That is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Okay, take a minute. Take a pause. Don't you love it that Jesus was so good at upsetting the Pharisees? Don't you love it that Jesus was so epic when it comes to, you know, really kind of pushing these guys to a whole new level of frustration because they all that they wanted was to, to find some fault in Jesus. And Jesus kind of, you know, really did some incredible things. And what we're seeing over here is, is marvelous. But the miracle is not yet over. Check this out. Verse, 20, uh, verse uh, 22. Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? It is easier. Is it easier to say your f- sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat and went home, praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe and they praised God, exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. Let's pray. God, we just want to commit the next few minutes of our time together. Holy Spirit, that you would really reach out to every single one of us through your word. Let your word have its complete impact, Lord. Let nothing be missed out from what you want to do tonight in our lives, in our spirits, and in our hearts. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Right. Now, I want to I want to kind of draw your attention to something that's happening here because this is next level crazy. What we are seeing here is next level crazy. You know, a bunch of people carrying this 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 paralyzed man. Uh, you know, who's kind of has no clue what is going to happen to him. They're like, "Hey, bro, 
we've got an idea for you tonight is your day when you're going to get healed he's like okay how how's that going to happen you don't worry about that let us figure that out next thing you know it's a house full of people where jesus is talking these guys do some crazy stunts that we just read and and they're not they're like okay we told you this is happening this is going to happen and 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 this is crazy right what what we are noticing over here is faith coupled with action faith coupled with action this is the key right faith coupled with action what we are noticing over here is a supernatural merging with the natural and and i believe zealous god is wanting to remind us of the kind of people he wants us to be right what we just read i want to i want to kind of put it in this way right there are three categories of people in this text that we just read three categories and i want to kind of point those three categories of people to you the, the first one they're the consumers the consumers are the are, is is a crowd that is gathered in that house the consumers are the people who who are there to listen to what jesus has to say the the, the crowds that is sitting and listening to the teachers to the teachings of jesus they they're very comfortable in occupying the space in the house they they are they're really out there just to consume just to listen to what jesus has to say that's the first category the second one they're the contributors they're the, these four guys or, or maybe more uh, they are the people that is carrying the paralyzed man those who want to do more and the third one of course you can't miss out on them they are the critics the the pharisees and the teachers of the law the religious folks they're out there as well so the three categories the the the, the consumers the the contributors and the critics three categories of people that we're seeing in this text and and the truth is right in our journey of knowing and 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 believing in Jesus Christ each of us have gone through these categories each of us have 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 kind of gone through these phases you know where where most of the time at, at the beginning of our of our journey or at our inception of kind of knowing all about who Jesus is we have been the ones who have been critiquing or questioning all about the uh, absolute truth that was presented to us until you and me had an encounter with christ and then we kind of made it a decision we kind of made it a habit we kind of made it a lifestyle to kind of consume the teachings and the truths of who jesus is and and how the how god is expressed in the community we we kind of made it a habit to build our lives with the teachings and the, and the messages of christ and and what god is asking from all of us and where we started becoming the consumers and then god doesn't stop over there god kind of holds your hand holds my hand and he 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 kind of pushes us or nudges us or kind of asks us to move from this level of just being a consumer to being a contributor in the kingdom of god where you and me learn to be partakers in the kingdom of god where god starts operating through your life through through your stories through your miracles through your testimonies through every challenge and every problem and every suffering and every hardship that you go through that very thing becomes a reason for you and me to talk about jesus the contributors and 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 we're seeing this and and coming back to the phrase that i was talking to you about something that jesus really highlighted uh in this in this particular text we before i kind of just drop that drop that text to you and we i take you back to that particular verse all of us would have heard talks about faith right 
We all have heard talks about faith. Hey, that, hey, you must have, you must believe in Jesus Christ. You must fully believe without any doubt in Jesus. You must really keep your faith alive and you must believe in all your heart and, you know, all different ways of how you would have heard this, this entire topic or this, or this theme on faith. And I'm sure some of those things have really helped you grow and build your faith. But I want to kind of tell you this, that there comes a point of time in your relationship with Christ where in order for your faith to grow and mature, faith is not just a concept. Faith is not just a concept in your mind or in your heart. Faith in Jesus is expressed through our lives and our choices. Hey guys with me. Faith is expressed through our choices. Faith is expressed through our life decisions. There comes this time that all that we have read, all that we have heard, and all that we have believed about Christ is eventually demonstrated through our lives. Can somebody type it out or say it out loud? Through our lives or through my life. Faith is expressed through my life because faith is not just a feeling. Faith is an expression. Faith is an expression. Faith is faith is not just a feeling, guys. Faith is not just a feeling. And I want to I want to stir our hearts tonight. I want to really allow the Holy Spirit to to kind of really do what He does best. Stir up your faith tonight. Stir up something that is there in your heart, something that God has begun in your heart, and kind of bring it to its completion. And tonight, talk. I'm, I'm kind of calling it the fruition of your faith. If you, because that is the kind of faith Jesus wants us to build on. That is the kind of faith Jesus wants us to live according to. If you go back and see verse 20, it's amazing how all three gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all three of them have recorded this miracle. All three of them have recorded the same expression of, of, of Jesus. It says, seeing their faith, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. I want to bring our attention to this statement, guys, to this phrase, seeing their faith, not hearing about the faith. Somebody say it with me, seeing their faith, seeing their faith. Hey, quick question. When Jesus sees or when he looks at you, does he see faith? Does he see some amount of faith in our lives? Think about it. See, because what, what, what God really started speaking to me, this, this very particular thing, right? We don't see Matthew, Mark, and Luke record anywhere about the faith of the crippled man or the paralyzed man. We, we, that's not recorded. What amazes me is that we see all three of them talk about Jesus acknowledging and recognizing the faith of the people who carried this man. The faith of the people who carried this man. And, and what Jesus is helping you and me learn from this one particular phrase that these guys have been being capturing or captured in this text is what Jesus is acknowledging is not just a thought, 
but the action behind that thought. See, faith in Christ is, is not this mystical or, or pseudo feeling of change or this imaginative capacity for a better life. Faith is that God deposited thought in our spirits that comes alive through our actions. Faith comes alive through our actions. And, and the times that sometimes these actions are bold. Sometimes these actions are evident. Sometimes these actions are life-defining choices that we have to make. That is faith in action, folks. That is the kind of faith that Jesus wants to stir in the community of zealous, where we are not good at just quoting scriptures. We are not just good at saying Christianese things. We are not just good at saying, you know, the, the right kind of things at the right moment. But whatever we say when it comes to faith in Christ is supported and backed up by our actions. So let me ask you this. Is your faith in Christ backed up by your actions? Not on a Sunday night, because we all score so well on that. I, I, I want to ask you, is your faith in Christ backed up by your actions from a Monday to Saturday or from a Monday to Sunday afternoon? Because what we're seeing over here is, is not just a bunch of folks who say, hey, we got faith for this miracle to happen. We have this faith. We have this. We're going to see a miracle happen. <laughs> we, we, what we're seeing with these guys is faith coupled with action. See, these, I, I want to I focus on these four people, right? I, I say four probably because it was a stretcher. So say each person holding one, one end of the stretcher could be four, could be more like, you know, the sidekicks. Like, hey man, we want to see a miracle happen with you guys. I've got nothing better to do. Let me join the gang. Let's go wherever you guys are going. They're like, are you sure? We're like, yeah, we've got nothing better. Okay, we are, we are talking about the Jesus guy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that guy. Everybody is talking about him in the town. You know, he, he kind of heals the sick. He kind of does some crazy miracles. It's kind of the best teacher that the, the people say. And I want to know who this guy is. All right. Okay, what more do I have to do? Okay, there's this guy who, who, who we're going to take. He's, he's probably uh, not never going to walk. That's what we have heard. Let's pick up this guy. Get your stretcher, get the thing ready, let's go. And maybe that's how all these guys came together. They're like, one person maybe had that incredible faith. The next, the few of the others maybe just like, okay, we just want to support you, bro. Whatever you are doing, we're there with you. And that's how maybe these guys got together and they're going. But what I love about these things, about these four people, is that they would have heard about Jesus because by this time, Jesus is kind of going around traveling, talking about the kingdom of God, doing some crazy miracles and signs. And they've heard about it. And, and the word was spreading like wildfire about Jesus. You know, he's casting out demons. He's healing the sick. He's doing these incredible miracles. And now while in that house, there was a crowd who was comfortable on, on just the hearing side of being on the hearing side, these four guys wanted more. They wanted more. See, that's the thing about faith in God. That's the thing about when you and me talk about faith in God, faith always hopes for more. Faith in God always believes for more. Faith in God always pushes you and me beyond our comfort zone to see more. And God is looking for a remnant of people who don't just want to settle by being just consumers of faith. 
God is looking for those handful. God is looking for those few who are willing to, to partner and be partakers when it comes to building his kingdom. And Zealous, I believe you and me have this incredible opportunity to be the partakers that Jesus is looking for. To be the hands and feet, like I said, to be the salt, to be the light bearers, to be the ambassadors that Jesus wants us to be. No, in not in another city, not in another town, not you don't have to go for a mission trip. You can be the light bearers wherever you have been positioned. That is the beauty of our faith in Christ. That's the beauty of our faith in Christ. Man, I don't know if I'm making sense tonight. You guys are giving me some like really stern, long faces. All right. I, I don't get that. Uh, at least the ones who have got their cameras on. Uh, are you guys okay? Right. Right. Just, just checking. Okay. Just checking. He is, God has given each one of us especially those who, who, who call Jesus the Lord and Savior of their life, God has given all of us the authority and the power to model the kingdom of God in your circles and in your settings. In your circles and in your settings. I want to say that again. In your circles and in your settings, you have what it takes to model the kingdom of God. You know why I say that? Because sometimes acting out in faith is as simple as lifting up the stretcher and bringing it before Christ. Acting out in faith, it is that doable. Your act of faith can look as simple as bringing someone who, that you know before Jesus Christ and letting Jesus do what he does best. Letting God do what he does best. Sometimes your act of faith, it, it, it's, it's that simple. It's that doable. It's that practical. And yet, and yet, can I say, it is still that marvelous. Your simple act of faith. It's that doable. And yet it is so marvelous. So here's what I want to ask us all, right? Are we, are we even looking around for people who need to encounter Jesus around us? Are we really that occupied just to receive from God just for ourselves? Are we, are we even willing to consider the, the, the spiritual lack, the massive need for revival in our immediate circles? See, because I want to tell you something. When we're talking about the faith that was expressed by these four guys, right? The these four people had to face certain realities as they were modeling out their faith. Because let's be real, not all faith stories are rosy. Not all faith stories are, are so, my goodness, you know, I was blown away by that. Yes, but nobody tells you the 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 how do I say the dark side of the of the of the faith story? No, very few people will tell you that, right? So let's look at the dark side of this particular faith story, right? I want you guys to visualize this with me: a packed-out house that is covered up from from, from the roof is like all sorted out. It's a house that is filled with people, and these four people are not even allowed to get inside the house because it's all 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 full. 
So here's what they do, right? They, they go to the roof. I'm going to tell you four realities that these four people had to go through. Maybe there were more, but, but I, 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 was, I, couldn't, I couldn't help but stop about, uh, think about these four realities. The first reality was the reality of looking ridiculous. That was the first reality. Can you imagine a bunch of people taking a stretcher, moving around the crowd to kind of see that, okay, man, can we just go inside? They're like, no, man, I'm just here for the same show. You can't go in. It's like, uh, I want to see the miracle. No, sorry. It's a house. It's a packed out house. No way. They're like, okay. They had to look ridiculous carrying that stretcher through the town, through the village, come to that house and, and maybe even start feeling disappointed that they can't even go inside. The reality of them, of their act of faith, started by them looking ridiculous, trying to even conceptualize and think of an idea like this. Second reality was cutting through the crowds. They're like, they're not able to make it. So what they do, they go to the, to the rooftop and they're like, okay, this is what you're going to do. We're going to cut through the roof and we're going to take this person down. And that's what the third thing I want to speak. And I want to kind of spend a bit more time on the third one, the reality of toiling to witness the miracle. Hey, as much as faith in God is an expression, it does not subtract your role and your responsibility that God expects you to do. Faith does not eradicate your role. Faith does not completely subtract you from the, from the entire equation. Faith in God is not complete until you and me decide to step in and do something about what God is asking you to do. The, like I said, the deposit, the, the deposit of the thought that God gives in your spirit until you and me do not act on it. It is still going to be a thought. Maybe these four guys had this brilliant idea that, yes, Jesus is the healer. But for them to know about Jesus being the healer and from that to kind of experiencing Jesus being the healer, they had to do a whole bunch of things. They had to cut through a roof. They had to kind of tear that roof down, leave the body. That is a lot of hard work, people. That is a lot of hard work. That's the third reality, the reality of toiling to witness a miracle. These four guys took up that responsibility. And the last one is the reality of societal expectations. I'm telling you, most of the time, if not always, when you decide to act up uh, or act in faith, not everyone around you gets it. When you decide to say, hey, I'm going to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of my life, not everybody around you gets it. When you decide that you're going to trust God to be your provider when everything is around you is having an economic collision and a fallout and, and recession and you name it, name the problem and is there, not everyone around you gets it. When you decide that Jesus Christ is your gyro, when you decide that Jesus Christ, when you confess and, and declare that he's the God who will provide for every need of yours, not everyone around you gets it. That is the dark side of a faith story that you and me have to live by. That is the dark side of, the, of, the, of these uh, the, this four people that they had to go through that in spite of the crowds being against them. I mean, imagine Jesus is probably giving one of the most incredible talks about the kingdom of God. 
and guess what's happening roof is tearing apart the the the, the scripture says that they put the, uh, the this guy right in front of him how's that i mean imagine the best tech talk happening and the roof t- being tearing open and some guy just drops from the from the from the roof and then you're like okay what's happening right now i didn't sign up for this the four people did not care about what you know the the uh what the people around them would say and sometimes man okay i'm just going to say it sometimes i feel you and me as a community act so sophisticated when it comes to jesus that there's no room for jesus being radical around us sometimes you and me ha- have got things so so focused and so caught up and so rigid that there is no room for you and me to experience the supernatural side of Jesus because you and me have been the ones who have limited Christ because of the expectations that we have burdening have been burdening ourselves with and these four guys decided to challenge all of that they're like okay man i really don't care what the teachers what the pharisees what the crowds are going to say tonight I believe that Jesus is going to heal this guy. That's it. If it doesn't happen, okay, we we'll see what happens after that, but until I'm proven wrong, until Jesus says no this miracle is not happening, I'm going to I'm going to try. That is some kind of crazy faith. That is all of this is faith in its full expression that is some kind of audacious faith because here's the truth about audacious faith right audacious faith in christ it births a commitment and a grit that looks beyond the impossible audacious faith in christ looks looks beyond the impossible these guys they really probably cared for this guy they really had this incredible affection for this person and and they're like okay come what may no matter what happens we are in this together and until jesus heals this person let's do whatever it takes whatever it takes when was the last time you and me expressed a faith and expressed a desire that said whatever it takes let's do it when was the last time as a community we we kind of really challenged ourselves and say hey whatever it takes let's do it we decided to come together as a church to be a community that loves passionately and serves generously and i want to tell you whatever it takes church let's be that community whatever it takes let's not forget who god has called each one of us to be whatever it takes no matter what the odds are whether it's a pandemic whether it's a season of depression whether it's a season of of breakdowns and recession whatever it takes let us be the community that god has called us to be the church of today needs this determination in times like this like never before we need the commitment to the word of god like never before we need to experience the unconditional love of christ for ourselves like never before and help others around us experience that love see can i tell you something the truth is in one season you and me were the crippled in one season of our lives you and me were the ones who were on that stretcher maybe not physically but spiritually until four friends or four people and more people came in our life picked us up brought us 
to the person of Christ and when we encounter Jesus. And in another season, you and me have this opportunity to pick someone up and just bring that person before Jesus. Just bring that person before Jesus. But can I also say this? Both these seasons of our lives need a community to help us see and experience Jesus. Jesus can never be experienced in isolation. God can never be experienced in the isolation. I mean, you know, until something supernatural happens and God makes up his mind to, to kind of really meet that person at the point of his need. Yes, that is possible. But nine out of 10 times or seven out of 10 times, God uses a community. God uses a bunch of people. God will always use you if you are willing to just help bring that person before Jesus. And Zealous, I want to tell you, it takes a God-centered community to do that. If you have experienced and encountered Jesus in this circle, if you have found love, if you have found warmth, if you have found acceptance uh, and, and you the person of Christ in this circle, I want to tell you, move out of the stretcher. Stop victimizing yourself. Move out of the stretcher and be a person who learns to carry the stretcher for someone else. Just want to put it straight out there. Move out of the stretcher. God has dealt with every challenge that you and me are, would have gone through, are going through, or will go through on the cross. So a crippled mindset, a crippled identity is not our portion because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Because of his life, death, and resurrection, you and me have a fresh start. But that also means you and me have this responsibility to find those people who may not be needing a physical miracle, who, who might be needing to hear this truth. Son, daughter, your sins are forgiven. That's where God starts moving in our lives first before he can, he can really, you know, help you out with the tangible. He starts his work in the, on the inside because he's the only one who has the power to forgive your sins. And I want to tell you this, let your faith not just exist in your hearts. All that we talk about faith, let us not just exist in your heart, but let us learn to model it out through our tangible actions, through our tangible expressions of all that God has called you to be, through your skills, through your actions, through the positions, through the places where you are doing life. Let's really couple our faith with our actions. And I want to close off by helping you see this. James you know, who kind of put this out so, so well, we would have heard this, but I want to see the, I want us to see the context and how in tonight's context, how James, uh, what he said about faith and works kind of comes in together. So well, he says, so you see, this is James 2, 17 to 22. See faith by itself isn't enough. Can somebody say it is not good enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Until it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, 
others have good deeds but i say how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds i will show you my faith by my good deeds you say you have faith for you believe that there is one god good for you james says even the demons believe that and they tremble in fear how foolish can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar and this is the key guys you see his faith and his actions worked together i want to say this zealous faith and actions have to work together his actions made his faith complete and and it goes on to say in verse 24 so you see we are shown that to be right with god by what we do not by faith alone i want to tell you i i don't want a faith that is just filled with words i don't want a faith that is just about you know good thoughts only and good desires only and good plans and good notions and good ideas only i want a faith in christ that comes alive through my life story i want a faith in christ that comes alive through my hardships through my conversations through my skills and through my actions because our faith's fruition is solely dependent on our actions our faith being completed our faith being being are coming alive it has to merge with your actions so cut all the talk and let's get to work let's get to work church let's get to work let's stop victimizing ourselves let's stop complaining let's stop limiting ourselves with the realities that surround us these four people encountered one of the greatest and craziest miracles ever because they challenged the realities of their lives i want to ask you tonight are you willing to allow god to challenge your realities of your life because if your answer is yes you'd be surprised what god can do with the mustard seed of faith that he has deposited in your heart some of you it might be even bigger but i want to bring it down to that mustard seed of faith because my bible says faith as a mustard seed it has a power to move mountains i don't care what mountain is standing in front of us tonight i don't care what what are the realities that the that the world and the media and the news and and the people around us are blaring us at us i care about the reality that god speaks over his sons and daughters that you and me have the power have the authority have the 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 opportunity and the possibilities to model the kingdom of god to the very person next to us to the very friend that you talk about every single thing but you have not spoken about jesus to that very uh, you know uh, assignment or that or that or that acquaintance and this bunch of friends that we do life with but have never really spoken about the acceptance and the love that we have received from the person of Christ let's not shy away from the person of Christ we're so glad you've been listening in 
If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at ZealousPune or visit us online at zealous.community.